But the, the whole idea around Romans 12 we've been talking about is, is be transformed by the renewing of your mind so you, do not, you are not conformed to the pattern of the world, right? And we all are fighting the patterns of the world. There, there, there are patterns of the world that we are around us all the time. Whether you recognize it or not, uh, you are in some kind of like flow with, with these patterns. And so the writer here, Paul, is talking to his, his church in, in Rome against really difficult times, difficult patterns. And say, listen, you've gotta, it's got to start in your mind. And then he begins to list these practices that help break the pattern. Because we've got to work it out here, but you need to practice it out here is where it comes together. That's anything in life. You can spend a lot of time thinking about it until you start to practice it out here. It doesn't really stick. We need to practice. That's, that's is our, this is our lab for this, for this time we spend meditating on the Word and praying and seeking God. How do we do that out here? So we see this list of practices that help us break the pattern. And the right practices, as you just implement these right practices in your life, they will help you break the pattern. They will, help, they will keep you from the wrong pattern. So we practice stuff out here. What do we have to practice right, regularly? What do we just need to practice and not be swept away, not be flushed away with the patterns of the world? And all the instructions that Paul will give here in the second half of Romans 12 are anchored in, in the words uh, of, of with this verse in verse 9. It says, love must be sincere. So your love must be sincere. It's not just doing stuff without obligation or guilt or does it make you a better person. It's just sincere love for one another. We'll read it and we're going to pick out probably just one of the things today and we'll, uh, we'll kind of wrap it up from there. But it goes like this. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one, honor another, honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but willing to associate people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So there's a lot there. This is a great passage to, to read regularly. What are these practices that I can implement in my life against the pattern? Each and every one of these. We could have spent weeks on these. Living at peace with one another and harmony. And so many things right now that are, are not, those, not those practices. But the one I want to talk about this morning, it kind of flows into the other ones, this idea of, of, of sharing, right? uh, this idea of sharing with one another. Um, share with the Lord's people who are in need, or practice hospitality, bless those who persecute you, share. Break, breaking a pattern of the world by, by sharing, share, sharing your stuff. Sharing is different than lending. Right? We, we are, we're good at lending, we understand that concept of lending, but sharing, share your stuff. Be, be happy to share your stuff, all your stuff. Um, years ago, my kids were little. Uh, two of them were arguing about something, a little toy, and it was, seemed super important at the time to them. I don't remember what the object was, but you know these fights that kids have. And they're like having out it, and they're going back and forth, and, and, and I just hear one of them yell out. They're kind of screaming. One of them yells out at the other. I don't want to name names, but one of, them, one of them yells out the other. Some of you might have heard this story. God loves a cheerful giver, Jet! And I just like throwing down the Bible for 2 Corinthians 9, 7. I think that was Bella. She's just, she's just like that. God loves a cheerful giver, like yanking this thing out of his hands, right? <laughs> but it wasn't, it's, it's hard to share. It just is. I think we're born having a hard time to share. That's part of our degenerate nature. It's hard for us. It goes against our instinct. And the text would say, oh, well, don't just share. You have to be, be happy to share. Be cheerful when you give. Be joyful. Right? The pattern of the world is not sharing. Now, talking to the church, I, I, we are more sharers here, right? I, I believe that. I see that. 
Um, doesn't mean that they, don't, don't want, one think I don't think we are. I think the church should be like the ultimate sharers in the world. But the pattern of the world that we have to be careful of is is not sharing, right? It's the pattern is 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 is, is keeping. It's amassing. It's hoarding. It's me. It's lots of stuff. The pattern is as long as as I am absolutely taken care of myself my goals, my financial future, my financial freedom, then maybe, maybe I might have a little something to put on the side. Maybe something for you, right? It's I'd love to help, but I might not have enough for myself, right? That's, that's where we start from, right? That's in, that's in each and every one of us. That's the two-year-old. That's me. That's you. That's in there. The practice that helps that is sharing. It's breaking that, breaks that, that pattern, right? The pattern is I'll, maybe I'll do this for you, but what? You owe me. Right? Sharing is different than lending. Sharing is giving. Sharing is generosity with what you have, your time, your talents, your treasure. Sharing your stuff. Sharing your time. Sharing your belongings. Sharing your wealth. Sharing your gifts. It's just sharing. This keeps us from the pattern of the world. I met uh, Eric Lane. He's not here today. I met his, sorry, met his brother uh, yesterday. First time. We're downtown at this street vendor fair and, and uh, Natalie was there at Amy and just saw tons of people from around town and they're uh, selling crafts and, and it was a cool event. Lots of people were out. Just it seemed very normal, which was was which was great. And uh, I ran into the Galeens down there. Some of you guys know uh, know them. And, and Eric's brother's visiting from Boulder, Colorado. And I I never met him before. And, and uh, I you know I sat down with them at Ventura Coast uh, Brewery where the a lot of the stuff was set up. And I was sitting there, we're talking. And some point Eric gets up and I'm just you know sitting there with his brother. And and the brother gets up and he's like, Hey, you want a you want a beer? And I'm like. Uh, sure. He just gets up and he goes and grabs me a beer. And I, I was like, oh, thanks, man. Should I Ven- Venmo you? And he said, no, I have a feeling it'll come back to me. And, he, it, and it was really just cool because he just shared, right? He's like, I can do this. I'll share with you. He shared with the Lord's person who was in need of a beer in that moment. <laughs> so thank you, brother. But I was like, oh, I'm just going to do it. You don't have to, don't send me the money. You don't, oh, I can get next one. Don't worry about the next one. He's like, oh, I have a feeling it'll work itself out because it always does. When we're generous with what God has given us, it works itself out. He's not going to leave you out to dry because you're generous with your stuff, with your belongings, with what he's given you. And part of being a sharing community is actually also being a receiving community. To accept sharing, generosity, openness, and hospitality. Some people have a harder time with that than they do sharing. Like, oh, I can give, I can give, but I don't want anyone doing anything for me. I don't want to receive anybody's anyone's favor, anybody's help, anyone's gifts. Why? Because you feel like now I owe them. Now we have to break that. That's again, that's a pattern of the world. Oh, now I, uh, they did that. Now I owe them. I have to get them next time. Right? And some people, I, I, don't, I, know, I know who you are. I'm not going to name any names, certainly on this one. But some people are real scorekeepers on this stuff, like on the sharing, on the generosity. You know, you know maybe you're that type or you know that person who's always kind of keeping track. Oh, they got last time. I paid for this. They probably owe me this. Uh, I already, already lent this out once a year. And it, that didn't come back. And, I, you know, you're always kind of running this tally. Like who got the last dinner? Who got the last drink? Uh, who drove last? Who paid for gas? Like you always are kind of keeping track of all that stuff. And we need some of that. If you're, if you're that type of person, bless you. That's, there's, something, there's something healthy about some of that. But sharing is not that. It's like there's not a score. There's no one's keeping score. It's just openness. It's just, it's just generosity. It's just giving, sharing. Jet was uh, going to an 80s party, uh, I don't know, probably last month or so. And uh, he's outfit on, and he's like, he asked me if he could wear a pair of my, my shoes. And these shoes that he's, he's speaking of, these are new, like, Nike shoes, and I think they're, like, they're still in the box. I, just, I have shoes I still keep in the box, and I, I'm thinking someday I'll be inside or be invited someplace nice, and I just, I, I'm not, so I don't ever wear them. 
but I have these like pretty nice shoes and, and, they're, and they're, you know, I've worn them a couple times where they're new and he's going to this, you know, youth group backyard kind of party. And he's like, hey, can I wear those shoes so they'll work great with my outfit? And I'm like, oh man, I don't know, man. Like it's probably gonna be muddy back there. Like, I'm like, I don't even wear these shoes that often. And, and I kind of like, he's like, okay, you know, don't worry about it. He's like, whatever, keep your shoes. But after a few minutes, I'm thinking like, who cares? Who cares? Where are the shoes, right? They're just shoes, right? But the pattern is like, oh, you know, you can borrow these other shoes. You can borrow my lesser shoes, the ones I don't care about that much. But to break that is like, give your best. What's the best that I have? And I have to try to do that. That's a practice. Right? Because the gut takes sometimes like, ooh, maybe not those ones. Maybe not that surfboard. Maybe not that car. Maybe not that cooler. Whatever the thing is you have. Not, not that camping stuff. You can use my old camping stuff. Right? And our first take is like, uh, that's not always the right take. That first take, you really have to check that. The first take is not always the right take. Right? Your first take is not always the right take. The right take is, oh no, everything is available. Everything is available to you. Not like, well, I kind of have some certain boxes for certain people and certain people I will or won't and these things are just for me. No, everything is available. Right? That's the right take. My first take is categories. Like, well, not this one. Right. Our house, right? We, we use our house often. Many have been there. We have lots of people in our house. Our house gets messy. It just gets messy. Sometimes things break, right? Sometimes poop gets tracked in, right? Sometimes rabbits die. It just happens. We use our house. I'm, not, I'm serious. <laughs> and my first take, and I, Josh was at our house a few weeks ago with kids. He's wiping up stuff on the floor. I appreciate that about him because I think there was some kind of weird poop that had like came into the house and he's trying to scrub. I'm like, don't worry about it, you know? But, but my first take is like usually, I don't want 30 little kids in my house. That's my first take. That's not the right take. The right take is use my house. All my stuff is a gift of God anyway. Take it, use it, right? And so we practice that. We practice that. The more, the more, the more we use our house, the more it's easy to use our house. When we first got it dialed in, you know this with new stuff. It's a new car. It's a, it's a new paint in your house. Whatever that new thing is, it's like you're a little hesitant with it. But once you start getting it out there, it gets that first scratch, that first ding, that first, first thing breaks. like, okay, whatever. It's just stuff. To remind you that it's just stuff, it's not that important. Use the stuff. We were at men's rent retreat a couple weeks ago, and Andy brought up all his cool toys to hauled up his, his quads, and like, they're nice things. And there's a lot of guys up there who don't know what they're doing. He's like, whatever, take them. Jorge's not here today, brought up a really sweet Jeep. He just kind of left the keys around uh, to off road in his Jeep on a nice Jeep. This is not like a beater junker that he leaves out in the wilderness. Like, this is a nice Jeep. He's like, yeah, whoever wants to take it. Go drive it up the mountain, like, tr you know, try to get it stuck, whatever. He's like, Give, use it. Use the stuff. Be generous. Right? And that generosity, as we, as we are generous, as we share, it will fill your soul. It will actually fill your soul because you release, you're releasing yourself from the patterns of greed and, and uh, you know, self that we kind of get stuck in here in the world. As you release that stuff, it's just good for your soul. And it also restores others. And you know this, when someone's just generous with you and they share with you, when you watch people use their stuff in that way, it, it builds your own faith. Like, oh, yeah, okay, I can do that. Restore, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Right? Share, with the share with the people who aren't in need. Share with the people who aren't in need. Sometimes that's hard. Like, well, they don't really need it. Who cares? It's good for you. Share your stuff. Give stuff away. Be more generous than you think you can. Push yourself on that. Begin to live generously. Love living generously. 
right? See what might begin to happen around you. The more we open ourselves up, you just start to see stuff change. You'll see your neighbors change. You see your coworkers start to change. As you look for places, how can I practice generosity? How can I practice sharing today? This whole list, as we would go through it, okay, how can I practice that today? Because that will break the pattern. Right? And the world is in a pattern. We can break that pattern. And we have to be on, on guard against that in our own lives. Right? And, I, and I think, again, as the church, of course, we give, we're generous. We should be. Right? We, should, we should share and be sharers. We should be known as sharers. The Greek word is koinoneo. It's something that koinonia, sharers, partakers with other people. We're not just you know, dropping off donations. Right? We're getting involved. Like, How can I walk alongside you? How can I share this, this load, this weight? Right? Maybe that's emotional or it's, you know, maybe it's financial. It's someone who's gone through loss. How can I share that? Not, not, not lend you something. You're not a charity. I'm a part of one another. That's community. That's community. When Jesus was um, coming along, this is early in the gospel stories, John the Baptist was um, preaching about this kingdom that was at, the kingdom was near, the kingdom was at hand. And he's all these people following around, and he's like, hey, it's, this is going to happen. It's starting to happen. Like, the guy is going to be here. It's, it's all going to go down. People are like, oh, my gosh, they're following me into the desert. People are getting baptized. And this huge kind of revival, this movement starting to happen. And people are, are concerned. Like, okay, so if, if the Messiah is coming, what should we do? What should we do? How do we get ready for him? Because I, like, I don't know. I want to be ready if God's coming back. And one of the answers that, that, that John gives them, and I love this, and I've talked about it before. I will continue to talk about it. We talk about the kingdom at hand. They said, what should we do then? Jesus is coming. God's coming down to earth. John answered, anyone who has two cloaks should share with the one who has none. Anyone has, who has food should do the same. If you want to prepare your life for the presence of Jesus, just begin sharing. Begin sharing your stuff. Find places to share your stuff. Find places to do that. What should we do? Hey, just start sharing your stuff with one another. If you want God to feel comfortable when it comes down to earth and, and feel like, oh yeah, this is good. Share your stuff with one another. Share your stuff with one another. Jesus talks about this in Matthew. If someone asks you to walk one mile, walk how many? Two. Keep going. Give more than you think you can. Give more than you think you, you have to. We know this. We see this during the holiday season. Whereas we prepare for the story of Jesus. We see it around uh, the world. We see, we see generosities up. Right? Isn't this the time of year that generosity starts to go up? Benevolence, giving, donating, sharing. It's like we don't even know, but we're preparing ourselves for this sto Christmas story every year. People in and out of the church. It just starts to go up because it connects us. connects us with the divine. It connects us with God. connects us with this gift of, of Jesus that God shared with us. So I think I'm going to have the worship team come up, actually. We'll, we'll kind of, I'm hot, actually. So <laughs> I thought it was going to be cold this morning. Um. Sharing is sharing our stuff. This is like kindergarten, right? Or preschool. Share your stuff with one another. And God loves a cheerful cheer, God loves a cheerful giver. And it's for you. It's not to look at whoever else. Like, oh, that guy, I share plenty. That guy doesn't share anything. Isn't that sometimes we do that? Oh, I give so much. I'm you know, I, I I serve so much. Those people don't do anything. I'm not giving anymore. Well, it's not about what the other person, it's about you. Where can you find places? Where can you find places? Who can you find? Where, who can you give to? you walk alongside it's a practice 
that maybe you don't have that challenge in your life, but keep practicing that. You'll see what happens. You'll see whose lives you might begin to impact. So God, we thank you for who you are as we as we sit in the expectation of your story, the expectation of, of hope, Lord. Um, and some of us just feel in these seasons, I mean, I, I don't even have hope, Lord. So we're always expecting hope to come again. Lord, as, as we prepare, as we prepare for the coming weeks, as we move toward the holiday season, Lord, I think of this, how do we get ready for you? Oh, start sharing your stuff with one another. Start sharing your stuff with one another. Find those people. Lord, so help us to be sharers. Lord, help us to be known as people who share. Community of sharers. And those who have a hard time receiving, I pray you'd break that. If you, are, if you need something, receive it. Just take it. Just enjoy that. Allow people to be generous to you. Allow, let the, get those voices out of your head that you're not worth it or you're not worthy or you're, and then you're going to have to pay them back. Don't worry about that. Just receive. Just receive. We love you, Lord. Amen.